Welcome to What Has My Attention, and this is John Beethan. My conversation with Rachel Ivanovich was recorded on December 17, 2021, and with the perspective of offering you Rachel's success recipe for 2022, she calls Ripple. So here we are mid-February 2022, and it's not too late at all to glean the advice and wisdom from Rachel on how to apply Ripple in 2022 and beyond to reach your goals to achieve success for whatever that means to you. And that is the R, but let me just tell you how I actually came up with the idea for the success recipe for 2022. And I almost came on the show today in an apron and chef's hat because I thought that would be funny. But (laughs) um, that was an idea that I thought about about four o'clock this morning. So, So I was up in Sacramento a couple of weekends ago and I was preparing for this podcast and really thinking about what I wanted to to talk about and what what would be impactful for people as we move and close out 2021 and move into 2022. And I was out on a walk and it was a quiet winter morning. So just imagine what what it feels like when you're out you know, in, in the morning. It's kind of frosty out and the grass crunches under your feet when you walk across the grass and you can you can see your breath, you feel your heart beating as you're walking and just imagine that you're walking, you round the bend, and it's still dim It's because it's, it's dawn. And so you can see this beautiful pond, and it's just absolutely clear. And so just imagine that there's reflection of the trees, and there's some little cabins, and you can see those reflections, and reflection was my word for 2021. So I just, I stopped, and I just was completely taken in by the scene. So just imagine that you're looking at this beautiful pond, and you you can see the pink in the sky, and then all of a sudden, something, I don't know if it was a duck or a seal, I mean, clearly I don't think it was a seal in a pond, but if it was a fish, but just a perfect ripple formed in the pond. And the ripples, and I just watched them, and I was so taken in by this image. And then I thought, wow, watch those ripples move, ring over ring, they're getting bigger and bigger. And so this is the effect that I want everyone to think about that you can create in your business. So it's one small choice, one decision, which will create this impact, which will spread beyond the current moment and will create huge results for your year. So I really want people to wrap their head and just have that image in their mind as they move, you know, close out 2021, move into 2022, and, and really keep that acronym RIPPLE, R-I-P-P-L-E, in their heads and hearts to create these massive ripples to create the results in our lives. So that, that's really where it came from. And it's, it was so profound for me. I, we, I took a picture of the pond. It's up on my social media right now. It was such a beautiful moment. Um, and and Nyla Sphere captured it for me. She does my social media, so shout out to her. But, but yeah, let's jump into the R, the referral partners. Hello, everyone. It's John Beethan with What Has My Attention. And I have to say, I'm totally honored to have Rachel Ivanovich on this show. And uh, Rachel lives in Carlsbad along with myself. And yes, we're in Southern California. And although we've had some rain, it's beautiful this morning, isn't it, Rachel? Absolutely. One of the most gorgeous days I've seen in a while, although we have those every day. Yeah, I know. It's Southern California. We, we pay a lot to be here, don't we? 
Yes, we do. Yeah. We so call why it the don't you let? Tax. What's that? I said we call it the sunshine tax in our office. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Rachel is from Easy Life Management, and Rachel, tell us briefly a little bit about yourself and kind of even what you do for your clients. Well, thank you, John, and I'm I'm honored to be here today and excited. I started Easy Life Management in 2006, and so I think of myself as an entrepreneur, and really what we love to do is help other business owners find their passion and succeed in their businesses. That's pretty simple. It's very simple. You know, everybody has a dream, and we help them uncover that and define it, and I really want to help... Being an entrepreneur is, is my passion. I'll just say, it. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, that's great. I asked Rachel, as I do with all my guests, to actually title the episode or the topic I wanna to talk about. And Rachel said, let's win in 2022, a recipe for success. Be before we get into that, you and I had a conversation earlier in the week. I was at your office, I think it was Wednesday, and I saw a cello in your office in your office. In my office. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, that's that's amazing. So it's amazing to me because I have a music background and then I started getting involved in more technical things like computers and all the rest of it. And I found that music and technology and numbers and all that stuff seem to work really well together and kind of serve each other. But I wanted to just find out a little bit about your uh, history with the cello, because I found myself not even thinking about you before I remembered that you were a cello player, that I was listening to Yo-Yo Ma's all mm. of the Bach cello suites. Which are amazing, by the Yeah, way. they are. <laughs> well, music is a passion of mine as well. I've always been a musician. And the cello in particular was an instrument I always wanted to learn to play from the time I was in the third or fourth grade. My godfather met a, a, a young woman who was a cellist and I just became enthralled. And at that time I was playing the clarinet and we didn't have a strings or orchestra at our school, but I said, someday I will learn how to play that beautiful instrument. And someday is not on the calendar, my husband told me. And so, I I had to just jump in and do it. Yeah, I actually had it in my notes that quote, someday is not on the calendar. It's one of my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, so then the other thing is we had talked about your, I think it was your father or grandfather that has, was instrumental in creating the Japanese gardens in Portland, Oregon? That was Yes, that was my, my father who was a, a landscaper, also an entrepreneur, and I think that's where I the roots of my entrepreneurial spirit. Um, we love to plant trees, so yeah. let's grow some businesses. Yeah, well, being from Portland, Oregon, I spent a lot of time in those gardens. Yeah, beautiful. beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. If you get a chance, I'll have to go see them, everyone who's watching this. Yeah. They're magical. And it, it, magical? They're magical. I love yeah. them. Yeah, peaceful. So the last thing I wanted to, because I think there was uh, something that you did that really kind of influenced a lot of your, a lot of um, what you decided to do in life, and it was being coached by, if I have this right, Buffini and Company. Absolutely, yes. So tell me about that coaching program. 
So, oh my gosh, what, I, I was coached by Buffini and Company for over 10 years, and I can't say enough good things about Buffini and Company, honestly. And I started my business in 2006, and my mother-in-law um, was a coach at Buffini and Company. She worked there for over 14 years, and she invited me to an event. And I went to Mastermind in 2006, right after I started my business, and it blew my mind. I just, I remember sitting in the audience of, I don't know, almost 4,000, and just the energy of everyone who was there, it just, I, I felt like I came alive, and I thought, this is exactly what I want. And I just, I love the energy and being with like-minded individuals. I mean, absolutely, I can't stress enough how important it is to surround yourself with like-minded individuals and a community that can help support you and champion you and will will set goals and you just get excited when you're around people who have, who are successful and it's it's very contagious. So with Buffini and Company, they are based here in Carlsbad. They typically coach real estate agents and lenders, which I'm not. However, I've always in my life when there's something to be learned or I always see how I can apply it to my own situation or my life. So sitting in the workshops and seminars, I went to many turning point retreats that they're now called success seminars, I believe. Um, but there, I mean, there's always something to learn. And so, you know, what Papini and Company teaches is working by referral and, and how to create a relational business versus a transactional business. And so I've really, take, I've really taken that to heart. And that's one of the things that we work with our business owners and, and clients on as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have a, um, I don't know what it's called, but Ripple, R-I-P-P-L-E. Yeah. You want to, let's break that down a little bit. You just mentioned referral partners. But yeah, let's jump into the R, the referral partners. Okay, good. Um, good, good, good. I, I, so, love, I love the whole concept of referral partners. I really do. Absolutely. And, you know, Buffini teaches this. I mean, this it, most of this content, I'm a huge re- reader. I read at least a book every, almost every week. Um, so, but, but, but working by referral is a system that Buffini teaches. So after being coached for 10 years by them, I mean, there's no way that I couldn't have it just so deeply ingrained in my psyche and soul that it's, I just do it naturally, um, even in my sleep sometimes. But, but the questions I want, I want to pose is to, to our audience is how do you get and retain your customers? So knowing this answer is really key when you're doing business. And one of the quotes that I love by P.T. Barnum says, you know, without promotion, something terrible happens. Nothing. So really knowing who um, you're going to be working with and, and how you're going to be getting business and how do you retain your customers is so key. And so clearly we're not going to sit around and wait for our phone to ring, right? We have to have a plan in place. And we also need to actively engage with people and plan our days so that we have a steady stream of leads, right? But we also have to keep in mind that not everyone's going to be a great fit for our business. Um, So my question to the audience is, how do you ensure that you have plenty of good leads to choose from? Because as we all know, they're not all created equally, right? There's some leads are good and some leads are not so good. So the way, the way I like to look at it is I'm more of a farmer than a hunter um, and I need to build relationships. And so I talked about the difference that Buffini teaches, which is the, the relational versus transactional sort of way of doing business. 
So I really think that we need to think about who do we naturally do business with. So for me, I, didn't, I naturally, as an accountant or tax advisor, do business with, I'm always looking for bookkeepers. I'm always looking for payroll specialists or business attorneys, estate planning attorneys, because those are the people that I'm going to refer my clients to. So the, the question is, is really for our, our audience and business owners to be thinking about who do you naturally come in contact with on a daily basis and how do you cultivate those relationships? How do you fertilize and water and how do you take care of them so that you will be top of mind for them and they will be top of mind for you? So I think it's, we, we all need that community. We, we need to have each other. I mean, we all learned that in, during the pandemic. Um, that we, we need each other more than ever before. And being in business by ourselves can be really difficult. So, you know, my encouragement is don't try to do it alone. Um, build that community, build a network of referral partners, but really be intentional about who it is that you, that you naturally do business with and, and build those relationships. Because as everyone probably on this call knows, you've been to a networking event and you know you go through the room and you meet one person and they hand you your business card and then they're kind of looking at their watch and they're on to the next person, right? And I really feel that it's so key to, instead of going wide and circulating through the whole room, maybe stop and just talk to one person. And Yeah, if I, I may, there's something I do, yes, Rachel. Yes, please, yeah. When, when I'm in a that. networking event and somebody, mostly men walk up to me, or somebody walks up to me and they say, what do you do? Right. And they have their card. And I go, yeah. well, before we get into that, um, I'm not going to answer the question. I don't even want to know what you do. I'd like to get to know you first. Absolutely. And if we like each other and we, you know, like that, then we'll let's talk about doing some business and go down that road. It's just you and I both know that great business is built on great relationships. And that Absolutely. comes first. Yeah, that comes absolutely. first and it takes time, right? Yeah. Yeah. You have to build that relationship and, you know, meet for coffee, get to know who they are, find yeah. out what they, you know, what's their favorite color? What do they, what sort of music do they like? And really build that because people will do business with you once they trust you mm -hmm. and people learn to trust you. I feel if you listen to them because people want to be heard. Yep. They, they want to know that they have value and worth to bring to the table. And I think that there's so much noise in the world that it's really important to slow down and really get to know someone and listen to them and invite them to coffee, invite them often, maybe even send them a note afterwards saying, hey, thank you. It was so nice to, to meet up with you. I want to get to know you better than the next time. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you've gotten a handwritten note in the mail and it just made your day. Yes, because so, it, well, I, I know it, it took special effort. Oh, absolutely. They thought of you. They had to look up your address. Maybe, I mean, so many people these days don't have their addresses on their business cards anymore that you have to mm -hmm. go online and you have to actually take that extra effort to make mm -hmm. that happen. So if you go back to that analogy of the ripple, it's just creating those friendships and those relationships. It, it creates this powerful ripple throughout our, you know, our businesses. For instance, I referred a, um, someone to a friend of mine. They now are doing business together about a year later. And now the person she was doing business with is referring business to her. So it's just growing and growing. And I love thinking about the pond and the way that the ripples just went out towards the shore and to really think about that and use that in my business. Yeah. And, 
And, and I think that one of the things that often people get caught up on is it's not tit for tat when you have referral partners. It's really about how can I help this other person? How can I help this other person grow their business? And if you really grow the relationship and, and get to know the person, I think it's going to happen organically and naturally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Zig Ziglar is the one that said, you know, help as many people as you can with their dreams and all your dreams will come true. Absolutely. I love Zig. He's so good. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Zig. Yep, yep. So well, the next, the next in, in the, the I, let's just say, is keep in mind if you don't know what you're looking for and so that you can tell your referral partners exactly what you're looking for, you're not going to get what you are looking for. Because clearly, as we all know, not everyone's going to be your client, right? Yeah, nor I mean, would I want everyone to be my client. Right, so the I is ideal, stands for ideal client. And you really need to define that because, I, I mean, I get it. When you're starting your business, you're anybody. It's like, come on in, <laughs> let's, let's do business. I need some money, but then, you need, it's not sustainable. You're going to get burnt out. I mean, you can get beaten down if you do that. So when I work with clients, I always tell them, you need to know exactly the kind of people that you want to work with. Because personally, I like to say no to demanding clients. I like to say no to rude people and people who don't want to pay me. And so if you're able to use your core values, define and use core values, what, you know, what's important to you? For me, integrity is huge. I want someone who is growth-minded. I want someone who um, loves the team approach because if somebody just wants to work with me, it's, it's, that's not sustainable either. I've, I've built right. a great, I've spent a lot of time building a team. And so really looking at what is important to you and then searching for clients who are like-minded and defining that so that you can communicate that with your referral partner who you are getting to know on a deeper level, then you'll end up with more clients that you love working with and who love working with you yeah. is, is, is really what I'm thinking. Yeah, the team and collaboration to me is really, really important. It, it is. And it, it goes back to that community that we all need the community. And you know, we're better together is what I tell my team. Yeah, and a little uh, better together. That was a book by Simon Sinek. Mm -hmm. That's a great you book. Yeah. yeah, so you've read it. Good. I, I told you I'm a reader. I'm just about to read this book called Attributes. It's right here. I can't wait. Um, oh, fun. <laughs> so I'm always reading something new. But anyway. Have you? Yeah, one of the biggest, uh, the books that just keeps coming up that I found out about months and months ago uh -huh. is called The Art of Gathering. Ooh, that sounds amazing. I'm yeah, so I'll make a note and I will send it to you. Ooh, I love it. Thank you. Yeah, because um, it's had a big impact on me. Because most people don't actually know why they gather. Mm. People, most people, they'll create some sort of meeting or structure, and maybe it's been going on for years, but they don't really know why they're gathering. And there's a yeah. whole thing behind it. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. So, so getting back to to that idea of gathering. Let's see. So. Referral partners and ideal clients. I, I think that those are two pieces of or ingredients, let's say, in the recipe for success mm -hmm. is, number one, figure out who your referral partners are. Because not everybody's going to be your referral partner. I mean, I would say pick your top five and nurture those people. 
sew into them, meet them for coffee, call them you know, once a month, find out how they're doing, find out how their kids are doing, and just really, really focus on building that relationship. And then the second ingredient would be that ideal client and building an ideal client profile so that you can clearly communicate to your referral partners what you're looking for. And so what I really like to do with clients is say, okay, you can put down, I want somebody who's organized, or I want somebody who perceives my value. And, or you can even go deeper than that, and you could be very intentional and say, so I like working with new business owners who are between the ages of 25 and 35, who are looking for a long-term relationship with a tax or financial professional. And so really be intentional about that. And you could even narrow it down even more and define, you know, exactly. Because then it works as like a reticular activator where people are out and about. I mean, think about it. You buy a new car and you never saw it on the road before. And all of a sudden you're seeing that car everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's true. Or, I mean, if you're pregnant, um, then all of a sudden all you see is pregnant women. So, right. so I really like really focusing in on, you know, what what is it that you're looking for? Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I get it. And I've actually been in the process of writing job descriptions and stuff. So one of the things is that it's really important to me that people like actually get back to me in an email within 48 hours. Well, yeah, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, people don't. Or people I, have an excuse yeah. I don't use email. Can you contact you me? on me. Yeah, text me or Instagram. And it's just like, not really. It's not going to happen <laughs> for lots of right. reasons, including the fact that can't be guaranteed that you'll actually get the text because right. it wasn't designed and, for that. And honestly, John, I think that's a really good point because I do also, when we work with our clients, we want we find out from them how they want to be communicated with. Smart. Because, because it's really true that some people, so for instance, we have a lot of clients who own salons and they're, they do hair. Clearly, they're not in their computer doing email all day. So we find out, okay, well, how do, we, how do you want to be communicated with? And I, I, I do let them know, please don't text me your W-2. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, I mean, but you have to be really clear about that as well. But, um, so, so let's move on because I don't know how long we have today and, and I don't want to, to really get bogged down in the details of ideal clients right. and referral partners. But the P in, in Ripple, so we can have our, our best year yet, let's just say, is plan your year. And, and that's the first P in that's Ripple. That's the first P in Ripple. So plan your year. And I think it's really key to have a plan and to be and have it written, to have mm -hmm. some clear goals. Uh, because clearly, if you, have a, if you don't have a plan, you're going to end up wherever, wherever the winds of chance blow you, right? And so plot your course, set some written goals. Um, because as an entrepreneur, it's so easy to get hyper-focused on, on one thing and all of a sudden you're headed down this path and then you're headed down that path. But if you have written goals, and personally, I read mine every single morning. I know that might sound crazy, but... It's not actually it, crazy. It's, it actually happens when you do that. Exactly. You, so you can't, I, it's not good enough to write to just write them. You have to actually keep them alive by reading them and imagining them and visualizing them yes. and feeling it. Right, yes. you gotta feel there, it. There's so many, so many sports, uh, so athletes. I know that they do that visualization where they imagine yeah. themselves, you know, hitting the home run or scoring the touchdown or, you know, hitting the perfect back hand screens, back hand handspring when you're a gymnast yeah. or something. But I mean, the same thing for business, really. You know, 
landing that ideal client or meeting you know that one contact that you've been trying to meet and in whatever your goal might be mm-hmm. but and clearly i'm an, i'm an accountant i'm a tax advisor so numbers are important to me so mm-hmm. i always want clients to set a revenue goal or and not just a revenue goal but to really break down you know what do if i have you know all of a sudden okay i want to make $500,000 this year okay well what does that really look like what are the activities how many projects what are my revenue streams and then in order to hit that target what expenses are associated with that revenue goal that you are have because if you actually can break it down and say okay well if i'm making $500,000 what sort of what sort of staffing needs do I have? Do I need to hire someone? What sort of marketing needs do I have? What's that going to cost? And really doing that forecast or budget so that you actually can hit that goal. And I, I feel that right now is the perfect time of year to, to reflect back on what your numbers are because hopefully your books are reconciled through November 30th. And if not, this is the time to do so so that you can pay some quarterly estimates in January. Yeah. Um, but so those really, are the things people don't know that's yes, a part of planning. But someone like you, like, honestly, Rachel, I must say that I did not have a bookkeeper accountant for a long time. So and a lot I, of people don't. And I slugged through it, and it cost me dearly. Yes, absolutely. Because I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, and you miss, you miss deductions. Yeah, well, exactly, exactly. You miss deductions, or you don't pay in enough, and all of a sudden you get hit with penalties. I mean, there's so many different things. And... Personally, I don't think you will ever hit your revenue goal if you don't if you can't plan in ahead for your expenses. Mm-hmm. I mean, you because right now is a perfect time of year to look back, look at your your P and L, look at your income statement, look at what you spent on certain things, and ask yourself, did I really need to spend that money to get to this same result? Because there's right. so many times where you're overspending overspending in different categories, and you just need to tweak things a little bit. And maybe you, you may be paying too much for your cell phone. Maybe you need to renegotiate a lease. Um, so there's there so many different tricks and things. Maybe look, re, look at your software needs and your subscriptions. Maybe you're paying for two software subscriptions that are doing the same thing. So maybe streamlining is a good idea. But, not, but, but having those numbers and being able to really analyze, okay, how much did I spend for you know, telephone expense last year or marketing expense? To, in, what was my professional development? And, and if you have, see a number that's really out of control, why did I do that? And, and I, I, I think that a lot of people don't spend the time to actually look at their numbers and plan out their their years in in numbers. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So you can go to the beach and not get paid. I'm here to help make you money. <laughs> <laughs> or you can go volunteer. I love volunteering. But honestly, if you're a professional, professionals get paid. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. So plan your year. That's the P. All right. The first P, and then the second P is prepare each day. Prepare each day, and so that it really breaks down to like you said, you have to have those goals in front of you, and you need mm-hmm. to review them. So put them on your bathroom mirror, put them on your monitor or on your desk. Put them somewhere where you actually can see them, or scan them in and have them as your desktop background. But I think that by having those goals right in front of you and reading them every single day, it makes all the difference. Yeah. I've I've actually been doing that, um, you know, looking at vision and that sort of thing. And the concept I kind of came up with is, is, um, is once a week, I actually want to have a date with my destiny. 
I love that. Oh, yeah, it's gosh, just like stick it on the calendar. Most of the time yeah. the calendar entries are with other people. No, no, no. I'm having uh, this calendar entry to have a date with destiny. That is amazing. I'm totally borrowing that. You may steal it. It's Thank yours. you. Thank it's you. It's been given freely. Oh, I love it. Because if you can't share it, it's that's really right. not worth having, Don't, you know? That's right. Yeah. So, it, and it goes beyond just reading your goals. So, mm. I love to set um, time aside every day to plan. What am I doing today? What are the top things that I want to get done? It, it makes a tremendous difference by really having at least a top three priorities of because your day can get hijacked so easily. So for me, I'm sharpest in the morning. I like to review my calendar, you know, first thing when I wake up and really think about you know, what are the top three things that are, I'm gonna get done today. And reviewing those goals, I can look at them and say, all right, well, my goal is to publish my book by the end of 2022. I am going to contact the publisher or have an interview with you know, X publisher today. One thing that's going to move me closer to that that year goal that I have, um, or you know, if you want to, I want to lose ten pounds and get in shape. You know, I'm going to drink twelve glasses of water today. And, you know, small glasses, of course, uh, <laughs> not the big ones. <laughs> but but really being intentional with your day. And so oftentimes I'll review it when I'm out on my morning walk. Um, I mentally prepare. I don't look at email. I certainly don't look at my phone. Um, and, you know, because there are so many things that, you know, the clickbait and the, the notifications and the Facebook and the Instagram and the, you know, the text messages. And so you can get sidetracked so easily and squirrel off into the distance and not right. actually get done with the things that you want to get done. So um, I just think it has profound results by doing this. Um, well, I've taken distractions, most of them off my phone. I've just, you know, turned them off turn and them uh, off. do have yes. focus time. And then um, there is a good book I also want to recommend that was recommended to me, um, which is Atomic Habits. Oh, yes, I know that one. I yes. have not read it, but it's on my list. Five million copies sold. I love and, it. And uh, if you're interested, there's a great interview with, um, mm, the author. with um, James Clear is the author. Okay. And if, yes. if you want, I'll send it to you. I mean, if you listen to podcasts and I go do. on walks, great, I'll send it to you. That's awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. But honestly, you know, by planning ahead, by preparing each day, you know where to focus. Yeah. And you're, you don't get distracted as much mm -hmm. by all the minutiae, you mm -hmm. know, because it comes from all directions. I mean, there's no way to avoid it anymore. Um, so for me, I take it a step further and I plan out my meals on Sunday. I oh, really? I do. I make a menu for the entire week and it's not for you day. and the whole family for them for me and the whole family oh my gosh so this this actually started during you know probably 10 years ago when my children were young and doing taxes i was working 12 14 hours a day at the end of the day the last thing i wanted to do was cook and or open the fridge and go okay well what do we have what can i make and so we would end up getting takeout and i thought you know what i don't want to do that so I'd sit down, you know, December 30th usually or the 31st, and I would write out menus for the whole tax season. Wow. Yeah, and shopping lists to go with it. So, and it would take me about an hour and a half to do it, but then I put the menu on the refrigerator. The kids knew what we were having. They loved it. 
And, and it wasn't so strict that I could say, okay, well, if it was tacos on Tuesday and meatloaf on Wednesday, we couldn't swap the two. Mm-hmm. But at least I knew I had all the ingredients for these seven meals and, and an idea of, you know, what to cook. And the kids were like, we want this tonight. And so we could swap them around. So you Rachel to- is fabulous. And it, you know what my sense is that it creates certainty. Yes, absolutely. Like, I don't know about you, but as a kid, dinner was always at 6 o'clock. Yes. Always. You know, my I, father I, yes. get home shortly after five, and the dinner was at six. That's right. That was a, I was I was at boarding school, so I have that habit as well. I mean, you knew study halls at seven, so yeah. so I really like that. And you know, by planning ahead, personally, I like to plan ap- outfits because I stand oh. in my closet and I would look at all of my clothes and think I have nothing to wear. But clearly, I have plenty to wear. Yeah. So by preparing. And saying, and you could take pictures, well, this goes with this, and this goes with that. And then having pictures, I could say, well, oh, I could wear that outfit. Or I've worn that outfit three times this month already. I'm not going to wear it again. It, it really yeah. helps take some of that mental stress out of your life. So I think the ripple effect is that you, you can focus on other things. And maybe you can have that do a meditation or a prayer time. Or instead of you know standing in the front of the closet thinking, oh, my gosh, what am I going to wear? Yeah. <laughs> Or walk on the beach. Or take a walk on the beach. I know. And, and it's silly, but these simple things that I've implemented and I've you know worked with clients on, they really work. They really work. Nice. Nice. So now we're at the uh, L, aren't we? We're at L, yes. So it's look for a mentor. Mentors are key. So look for or lean on a mentor. And so it's important to have people, as we know, people, and especially people to look up to, Right. Yep, And it's important to have um, people who've gone before us so we don't have to reinvent the wheel, people who we can emulate, you know, because life is complicated, right? And it's good to know that, you know, there are those who've already done what we've done, and we don't have to come up with all the answers by ourselves. Mm. So, you know, one of my most important mentors, I mean, Buffini and Company and, you know, all of their podcasts and everything, huge mentors, because it doesn't have to actually be someone that, you know, you're talking with every day. It's, you know, maybe books you're reading, it's... It's not just that one-on-one relationship. However, I think that you know that one-on-one relationship can be really powerful. And so you know, I met, and and honestly, I think somebody in your same industry, who's kind of a career friend, is you know, or a career parent, is really important to have. Someone who's not a, a direct report, but somebody who you can call, who can lead you, who can guide you. I have a friend named Cheryl who I met at a, you know. 2006 or 7 and she and I talk every morning at 4 30 in the morning oh, whenever really? I whenever I have a, a beef with a client or I have a, a tax situation that I'm not quite sure how to resolve you know she and I are both up really early and she's one person I can text at 4 30 and just send her a funny emoji and she'll call me and so I think having that person who you can call at any time any day you know day or night um and can you can just pour your heart out to say, I'm having this problem with this client. What do you think I should do? What would you do in the same situation? Or um, I've got this tax situation. I'm not sure. I mean, there's plenty of business to go around. And there have been plenty of times where, you know, she has gone out of town and I've taken her clients for her. And so we've kind of been mentors for each other. And so we know that our business, you know, we're, we're not partners, but at the same time, we really lean on each other. And so I think that 
know, different than a coach. You know, this mentor is someone that you can trust, who you can lean on, that will show you the way, that will really encourage you and can can help you grow in your business and in your and, career. And each of you um, grow from it, right? I mean, Abs- absolutely. You know, I think there's an old way of thinking. I'm I'm pretty much into disruptive thinking in many different ways. But in the older way of thinking, I think we think that other people and, you know, the tax industry, what you do, are considered competitors. But no, they could be collaborators. Absolutely. There's, like you said, there's plenty of work to go around. Plenty. Yes. yes. And, I, and I love, I mean, I think it's really important to have those who are in the same industry as, as mentors and as mm-hmm people that you can lean on and call because you absolutely are going to get in those situations where you're you're going to come across something you haven't encountered before and you need I mean I remember one time I called the practitioner hotline and was in the at the IRS and I wanted advanced tax law and I asked them a question I couldn't find the answer anywhere they told me to call another tax practitioner enrolled agent or CPA that was their answer Oh yeah, so, that's not an answer at all. Right, and this is the IRS. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 And I said, okay, great. So I called Cheryl, um, and, she, <laughs> and she and I came up with a with a solution. But honestly, being in business by yourself, you will not survive long by yourself. So you have to surround yourself with several mentors and coaches. Yep, which, so brings, which brings us brings, brings us, us to E. Yeah. So my first question to you is, and I already know, I know how I feel about it is, do you think everybody in business needs a coach? Absolutely. Do I need a cello teacher? Yes. <laughs> because I tried during the pandemic to go it alone. And believe me, I'm, I was stuck exactly in the same place in my workbook as the beginning mm. of the pandemic, because I said, okay, I'm super disciplined, but I didn't get pushed. I didn't have the instruction. I didn't I have that extra, you know, layer of accountability encouragement encouragement and well and knowing i have a cello lesson i better practice and so same thing i mean think about it if you want to lose weight or you want to get into top shape in you know health wise most people hire a trainer a personal trainer it's just i mean a coach is the same thing for business if you want Mm -hmm. your business to be in you know to be fit i would say you know you need someone who will push you because I personally know myself, and if I go work out by myself without a trainer, I don't push myself as much mm-hmm. as I want to. And I think, oh, I'm going to do, you know, I don't know, whatever, 20 push-ups and every day, and I'm going to do 100 sit-ups. And do I do it every day? No. no. <laughs> because I don't have someone there watching me or asking me if I've done it. So it's really just I'm being accountable to myself. So it's the same for your business. It's Yeah, I think a lot of people think they can do it themselves. And oh, my absolutely. experience and observation is, is it's very far and few between that people have, number one, the self-discipline and also their own self-accountability. It's yes. just rare. Not, you know, it, yes. We're just not built that way. And I'm extremely disciplined. But believe me, without a coach, I mean, with a coach, I do so much better. Yeah. And I mean, and they pull things out of me that I didn't even know was in me. Exactly. Because they have a perspective that is different than yours. Yes. And, and typically and not, good coaches go are trained and, yes. you know, they're good coaches and they can see what you cannot see in yourself. They see the blind spots. Yeah. Well said. Yes. And they're not all created equally. I mean, I've had several business coaches throughout, 
this is my, I think we're in our 17th year of business right now. And so the first you know, 10 years I worked with Buffini and company and I, I felt like there are different seasons in our businesses, there are different seasons in our lives. And I really felt like I needed, and they, and they coach real estate agents and lenders primarily. And so I felt I needed somebody in my own industry. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I've had a series of coaches since Buffini and company, and you really need to search. You really need to find the right fit because you know, what one coach may be great for one person may not be great for someone else. Yep. So. Yep. I ha- actually interviewed several. <laughs> I now have one. There you go. I love that. And, yeah. And honestly, I actually have two. If you want to know the truth. I, yeah, I have two as well. And, because, and they fulfill different needs in yep. the business. Yep. And so, I mean, yeah, definitely. So I know we're at the end of uh, Ripple in a sense, but I have a question for you, Rachel. Yes. Can you can you recall one defining moment in your life when everything changed? Oh goodness, several. I can, <laughs> there yes. are several of those. I moments. figured as much. Yes. Yeah. Can I you mean, share I'll... one of them with us? Oh goodness. Well, I think. The most one of the most recent was when my son graduated from high school and he's the youngest of um, my I have five children three stepkids wow. and two two bio children and yeah. my son who is now 20 turning 23 he graduated but I remember that it was a real defining moment for me because I had planned my business goals and my life goals all around him graduating from high school and I had spent the last however many years it had been, 11, I guess it was 11 years at the time, focusing on making enough money so that he could go to college and that I would be able to put him and his sister through college so they wouldn't have college debt because I had to pay my way through college. And I really wanted to help support my children in their careers. And he graduated and I had enough money for him to go to college and he's graduated and they have no debt, which is amazing. So I yeah. hit that goal and I hit all of the goals and I had only planned through when he graduated. And I remember this complete sense of emptiness because I didn't know what was next. Mm. And I didn't even realize how impactful him graduating and what that significance was for me mm-hmm. until a, a probably three years later where I just floundered for three years trying to figure out what was next. So I think so defining just, mo- a defining moment. Um, so it's like, what was the defining moment? Was it like you didn't know what was next or I guess it was really coming to terms with, I just wasn't sure what to do next with my life and, mm. and wondering who am I? And because I got married when I was 21 years old and jumped into motherhood and, building a career and I never really thought you know who is Rachel what do I want what am I good at what's my passion and so it was a real defining moment for me to not wake up and say okay where does Sasha need to go today where does Julia need to go today you know what am I how am I serving my children and so I think that really woke me up to and thus I have the cello because I, I, I was reawakened to the sense I love music I love playing music and I love volunteering in the community, but I put so many of those needs on hold in myself for years that the defining moment really was just waking up and thinking, 
wow, I've spent you know, 20 years of my life serving my children and my family, and what do I really want? There's an episode, I don't have the number on the top, but it's with Patty Block, and it's the, uh, it's the cookie effect. And basically what she says is that, well, she tells a really wonderful story about her mother cooking, baking cookies and uh, basically giving the kids the cookies and her, and her mother eating the crumbs. And there's this whole metaphor, you know, and she talks about it in terms of women. That's what women do a lot. Yeah. You know, always eating the crumbs so that somebody else can have more. You know, so it, I don't have the episode number in front of me, bad me, but... Uh, I'll have to it, go back and look for it. Sure. It might be a good Fabulous. one to listen to. It might be a good one to listen to. I think I needed that about three years ago. Uh, yeah. But I do encourage, and I encourage business owners, make sure when you're doing, when you're planning your year, that you plan a salary in there for yourself. Yes. <laughs> because that's yes. something that goes by the wayside often. And, and then they're left with the crumbs, is what yeah. it made, made me think of. And because, like I said, you're a professional. And you deserve to be paid if you're yeah. business. Yeah. Well, regarding the defining moment and stuff, what came to mind is there's a there's a saying I have I really like, which there comes a point in a lot of people's lives. Like in your case, there was like no map after the graduation. So there is a point where I understand that the mind cannot understand the matters of the heart. Absolutely. So maybe there's some change in you that is requiring kind of something a little different. It was just a refocus for me, a refocusing mm -hmm. for me, mm -hmm. and really getting clear on what does the next 10 years of my life look like? What are my goals? Because I think that this whole podcast was on goal setting and creating that ripple effect and mm -hmm. being intentional. And so I think that being intentional, it involves reflection and growth. You, know, you need to find those right referral partners and you know, define your ideal client plan, prepare for your year so that, you know, so that you can finish the year strong, 2021, goodbye, and, yeah. you know, look forward into the future, you know, find those mentors, engage your coach to help you win so that you can achieve those goals, but you have to know what your goals are, and that was that defining moment for me, was what are my new goals, who am I in this next chapter, and so cheers to everyone a strong finish for 2021 and i hope you all have an amazing 2022 and how can people get in touch with you what's the best way the best way is to reach out to our office uh, or you can reach out to me uh, rachel at elmtax.com uh, we if you google easy life management we're i think all over the internet rachel thank you very much for being here and i want to remind people they can catch this episode and the podcast what has my attention you can go to the website.com Anywhere you get your audio, though, literally. All right, Rachel, thanks for being here. Thanks, John. It's been fun.